Kwaba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, by size where you receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be actively involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Last episode, we discussed Inyaki Williams, Tariq Lamti, and Salisu making themselves available for Ghana. And this week, on the back of discussing the phenomenal legend and African talent in Zidane, I want to take a sneak peek at our recent article, a comparative look at Africa's legends, and then where my thoughts went after thinking about it. A sneak peek at our article. With the World Cup upon us, and now four or five months away, we thought what better time to have a comparative look at Africa's legendary players, north, south, east and west of the continent. We listed 10 players, to which we could have listed several more. If you feel any different as to the list, let us know. Back to the 10 players. Robert Majer of Algeria, Abede Pele of Ghana, Seydou Keita of Mali, Asamel Odari of Egypt, JJ Kocha of Nigeria, Yaya Tori of the Ivory Coast, Roger Miller of Cameroon, Didier Drogba of the Ivory Coast 2, George Weah of Liberia, and Samueto of Cameroon also. From the list, I'll read three of the captions. Robert Majir. Football creates men that sacrifice behind the scenes for glory of the game. No doubt in the ranking an unfamiliar name, but he's a perfect blend of determination and results, popularly known as Relentless Mustafa. He rose to prominence as a player for the Portuguese outfit FC Porto in the 80s, finishing his century as the outright best. During his six years with the club, he won nine major trophies and scored more than 150 goals, including the decisive one in the European Cup final in 1987. His career success peaked in Algeria's 2-1 World Cup victory over Germany in 1982, after scoring in the 53rd minute to give Algeria his very first victory in his first participation in the World Cup. Abedi Pele Known as the dribbling magician, or the Pele of Africa, when it comes to pure talent and trickery, Abedi too is another African icon. His international debut came at just the age of 16 playing four of Ghana's five games and netting three goals during the 1992 AFCONs. His efficiency in front of goal earned him the player of the tournament. George Weah Weah is the African king who never won the UEFA Champions League, yet reached the pinnacle of the game, being the only African player to win the Ballon d'Or and the FIFA World Player of the Year in 1995. He was also named African Football of the Year three times, in 1989, 1994 and 1995, and helped PSG grace his top flight in 1994 before winning two Serie A crowns with AC Milan. Weah scored a total of 200-plus goals in his professional career. This made Weah a trailblazer in every sense of the word. Today, he is the president of Liberia and a hero. Now, I didn't know Rubber Majir, so I found it incredible to read the caption and do more research. But my thoughts after reading and thinking about the article were, who are the most impactful clubs in African or Ghanaian history? Not just titles, but clubs who have made a difference, culturally, or to the community. Investment, like the Sheikhs in Manchester City, making an investment in Manchester not just for the betterment of the club, but the city. Or just like some of the names I mentioned, Eto, Weya, Drogba, Yaya Torre, players have made a huge difference in their countries respectively, or to their communities. What clubs have made a difference, with the fandom, the general support and the actual following of the team? Or how African fans follow a player to a club, like Essien and Chelsea? Or moving on, culturally, to impacting the community? Or like we mentioned in one of our previous episodes, partnerships? A quick snip from that episode. Subtitle. Some of the partnerships we've seen in Ghana. We've seen African and Ghanaian brands sponsor sportsmen and women and entertainers. And long may that continue, providing reach in the continent afar. In football, the international partnerships we've seen in recent time are with the GFA in Spain and the Santi Cotico and Southampton Football Club. The partnership with Santi Cotico will see Southampton support the development of the Ghanaian giant strategy both on and off the field. The academy, including commercial and operational development, collaborating on key projects. I also go on to mention why we should see more partnerships in Ghanaian football, 
I didn't state the obvious, but it's glaring. There's financial opportunity. There's, in some respect, instant reward in investing at the top end of football, but a goldmine if you invest the right amount of capital and time at the opposite end. It's the reason so much investment has gone into game worldwide in recent years with new investment. There's not only commercial opportunities, but the opportunity to find, buy, or sell talent. Apart from the opportunity for it to be a financial success, we want to give back, whether it's to our country of heritage or to provide an opportunity. For larger companies, or companies in general, it's great from a branded perspective. It hits their KPIs. But for a professional football club, it's a great opportunity to get into a new market. New fans, players, talent ID, and again, branding. I don't want to move away from the initial question, which was, who are the most impactful clubs in African or Ghanaian history? But I say all that to discuss development projects such as Right to Dream, who, as we know, began their projects of developing and educating players, both professional and scholarship opportunities. There's perhaps a bit more, but I'm summarising. On the same subject, but slightly moving on, as to investment, some massive news came out of Ghana this week with the Right to Dream Academy, with a rumour, or fact, of $120 million to be invested into Egypt and the UK. That's big news, and of no surprise to me as to the investment in Egypt, another hotbed of football. That's an example of the type of numbers, figures, and percentages I was referring to as the investment in Ghana. Congratulations to the Right to Dream Academy. The following is taken from the Right to Dream Academy. On Wednesday, January the 20th, 2021, Right to Dream announced a new long-term footballing partnership with the Mansour Group, a family-owned global conglomerate that will help bring greater access, opportunity and equality through football across the globe. Tom Vernon, who retains his position as CEO of the Right to Dream Group, said, For 20 years, Right to Dream has been using football as a vehicle for social change, bringing life-changing opportunities through sport and education for children and their communities. This partnership helps Right to Dream accelerate global expansion plans to provide more opportunities for more children around the world continuing to put people and purpose at the centre of football. With the support of the Mansour family, we continue to aspire to the creation of a new standard of purpose-driven sports for club academies and players. Speaking about the investment, Mr Mohamed Mansour, chairman and founder of Man Capital, said, I could not be prouder to be investing in and partnering with Tom and his team in the Right to Dream Academy, who are inspiration for the life-changing work they undertake with the talented boys and girls across Africa, Europe and the Americas. We have long taken a close interest in the work they are doing and are delighted to be announcing our partnership today. Not only are we a family of football fans, indeed my uncle Mustafa Mansour even represented Egypt in the 1934 World Cup, but we are committed to supporting the communities across Africa through our foundation and other philanthropic activities. In 2022, White to Dream will extend their academy model to Egypt by offering a platform to discover talents and develop high-performing athletes with a focus on education following the same model as the success academies in Ghana and Denmark. Closely after the opening of the new academy, White to Dream Egypt will launch a new professional women's football team. This elite women's team will showcase purpose-driven female athletes at their best, embodying the Right to Dream brand and model with an aspiration to recruit and attract top talent into Egypt's professional women's football. This comes in line with Egypt's social development plans and public awareness strategy in promoting the importance of equality and inclusion in sports, as well as in enhancing youth participation in shaping the future of their country and contribution to Egypt's 3030 vision. We're very excited to be bringing Right to Dream to Egypt. Through the support of the Mansour Group, we will have a positive influence on the future development of young men and women in Egyptian football through our purpose-driven approach. The academy's not there yet, but as to the argument, they're huge contributors. Different, but I'd argue as big as Al-Hali for their impact. The Egyptian club who have a record of 42 national titles, 37 national cup titles and 11 super cup titles, making them the most decorated club in Egypt. The club has never been relegated to the Egyptian second division and the club is the most successful team in Africa and one of the continent's giants. How does it compare in comparison to Chelsea with the fans and the shirts everywhere in Ghana? The Yesenia effect, the Drogba effect, the power and law of the Premier League? Or could it be an organisation like CAF or FIFA who've contributed a lot? 
Now, given the title, I don't have the answers. And it would only be subjective or objective. But we're going to do an article on this and name it part two. Who is or are the most impactful clubs in Africa or Ghana? Now, we'll say Africa, but we'll include Ghana in the conversation. Does answering that question lie in the cultural impact of a professional football club? The variables of titles and players? Who knows, but we've seen the fandom and excitement and the joy that these clubs bring. Or does it lie in the impact of the pathway projects? Who in two may partner with professional football clubs? This, as always, is food for four. There's no finite answer, but this subject will narrow down. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories that unfold in the coming weeks. As always, you're going to need question or queries, email us at teamgarnieu at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnieu on IG or Twitter. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.